Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Greatness and Fitness, uh, the Robert and Cornelius discussion. I am one half of this team, along with my battle buddy, getting to greatness, owner, CEO, Cornelius Loach. What's up, battle? All right. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um so I think I'm going to let you kick this episode off. Uh, you had a pretty good idea um, for the topic for this week's uh, podcast. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you take it away? All right. So um, just something we were talking about the other day, um, talking about how people sometimes um, have situations where they know what they should do, but they choose not to do it for whatever reason and things that they could do to maximize uh, their own potential and grow from experiences that they have in their life but still somehow some reason they don't they decide they're not going to do those things yeah um so this being the the end of february uh one of the most popular things about two months ago are all the new year's resolutions um whether they be getting in shape or saving money or doing whatever we want to do for the new year. Um, so I, I was kind of looking up some stats, but before we get into that, what's, what's your personal opinion on new year's resolutions? What do you, how's, how do you feel about them? See, um, when it comes to new year's resolutions, I think that a lot of times uh, people are in the right direction, I'm all for people deciding that, that they want to change and that they want to take their life in a different direction. But resolution's only part of it. I think that when it boils down to is that you have to look at the root cause of whatever issue it is that you're having, whether it's like you talked about getting in shape or saving money. And instead of just making a resolution, you have to come up with a solution, solution um, of what the, the root of the cause is in order and address that initially in order to make it a lifetime change. That's why like a lot of times, like we talked about, we're at the second half of the month where people lose that steam because motivation and those things get you only so far. But unless you come up with a solution to the root, the cause of the problem, uh, resolutions won't work. So I'm all for it, but you have to go about it the right way. Right. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Um, so li- leading up to this discussion, I was looking at um, look up a few statistics um, and I found on a a business insider article um, is that more than 80% of new year's resolutions fail uh, by February. Wow. So in the first 30 days, people have already abandoned whatever they set out to do for the year. Right. Um, A lot of times that happens. I mean, it's, I'm not surprised. I've seen uh, statistics that are similar to that. A lot of people, um, it's within our nature. Um, it's within our nature to remain comfortable, if that makes sense. We don't like to do things as human beings that are outside of our comfort zone, and so change is not easy for us. So we're, we're we whenever we get a little bit of resistance, a lot of times people like to go back into that shell of comfortness and don't actually follow through. So, like I said, once that motivation fades, you got to figure out what it is that's going to help you push through until the end, instead of just quitting once you feel that little bit of resistance. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, one one thing that I one thing that I've posted about before um, was that resolutions or things that you want to do are easy to do when you're motivated. Right, right. Um, whether that you know January first, you're in the gym or whatever the case may be, um, it's easy to do things when you're motivated when things get the get difficult and life starts happening again at the beginning of the new year holiday is over we're back to work we're back to school um you know if you have kids kids are going to school they got sports after school whatever the case may be that's when resolutions fail because we are no longer motivated because now there's other competing things going on and right i'm i'm a big believer that motivation is overrated and discipline is how we get to where we want to go. I totally agree. I mean, um, cause like I said, that motivation, you have to get past your feelings and that's what it boils down to whenever you're in your day-to-day life. I mean, you're not always going to feel like it, but that discipline and um, the duty that you have to portray or live throughout your entire day, that's what's going to be most important. A lot of people don't, 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 don't understand that. And so they think that the motivation will carry them, but once you make that commitment, you have to be disciplined to yourself in order to do that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it's it's funny you mentioned you know, the feelings and you know motivation in conjunction with with each other um, because feelings are the first way we lead ourselves to failure. I think. Um, because when you're sitting on the couch or when you wake up and it's cold outside um, or it's raining or you're tired or whatever the case may be, no one feels, you know, from, from the, from a fitness aspect of it, hardly anybody feels like going to the gym when they're tired or sore or it's cold or it's snowing or it's raining. Nobody feels like going to the gym. Um, right. And you met, you mentioned, you mentioned human nature. Um, which up, up the majority of human lifespan, um, the the evolution, the, you know, the stage we're in now, is only a very small percentage of humanity up to where we are now. Right before the modern industrial revolution and modern civilization the human body was made to live in a cave and mm-hmm. survive not because we wanted to, but because we had to. Right. 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 Right now, if you're walking down the street or the case may be, the case may be, and you hear, you know, a limb crack off in the woods, mm-hmm. you may notice it. You may not. Right. Several hundred years ago, right, back when we lived off fire and what we could catch and kill and grow, if you heard something break in the woods, that could possibly be, you know, a saber-toothed tiger or whatever the case may be, that's going to threaten your life. Right. So nobody feels like going to the gym because like you said, it's comfortable. Our, my house is warm. My bed is comfortable. 
and I don't feel like doing this anymore. So the motivation is gone, and now discipline needs to kick in. All right. It's tough. I mean, like we talked about, you have to do that work. I, um, I don't know if you heard of um, any of the listeners out there heard of uh, the former Navy SEAL David Goggins. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, I learned from him is that uh, you should do something every day that sucks, <laughs> which which even though, you know, like we talked about, you're not going to feel, feel like doing things every day. But I mean, one of the things I've learned, though, is that uh, morning rituals, you know, when you wake up in the morning, if you just do it, like don't even think about it, you know, so you wake up, make your bed first, you know, jump in the shower, get ready to go and then just hit it and go regardless of how you feel. Like, like we talked about, it's going to take discipline. Like you ain't going to just, you ain't always going to feel like it. Some days are going to be better than others, but you're just never always going to feel like it. I mean, I don't care how much you like working out or like doing it. Cause like we said, like you said, when it's cold outside, uh, you hit that first door. I mean, I'm, (laughs) I'll never forget when I was at Fort Leonard Wood there and um, there'd be snow on the ground. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I got to get to the gym and yeah, I definitely would not want to go out in it, but a discipline is what pushes you to get there. And to do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I teach a, a beginner's class at the the uh, CrossFit box that I coach out here in Maryland. And mm-hmm. you know, new new people come in, new athletes come in, and I'm excited for them, and they're excited. You can see it in their face, and they're like, "Man, that was a hard workout." You know, tomorrow's workout looks hard. I said, I said, do you honestly want to know the hardest part of this workout? The harder part, the hardest part of the workout tomorrow. You want to know the secret? Like what? What is it? Walking through that damn door. Mm-hmm. Once you walk through that door, everything else is easy. See, a lot of people like that brings me to another point. That totally reminds me of of people and their actions. So sometimes it's not, it might not even necessarily be that they don't that they don't know if they can do it. They might just be afraid afraid that they're gonna fail, and so they attempt. They don't even attempt to do it to begin with. When it, whenever they have that that situation or like, like you said, those guys that come in and they want to get that workout in and you crushed them that day. And then the next day they think, Hey, I don't know what the wide's going to be. I'm going to show up. Hey, I, I don't think I'm going to make it tomorrow. You know, they already in their head to begin with, like before they even attempted it. Yep. Yep. And that, like you said, and we, we have this sense of, I don't say we, but some people have this sense of failure that, like you said, if I try this and I fail, people are going to laugh at me, so I'm not going to try. Right. Okay, well, those people are laughing at you. Do you really care what they think about you in the first place? You shouldn't, but it's, it's human nature. We talked about it earlier, you know, with that survival instinct. It's human nature. A lot of people a lot of people do care what people think, Yeah. and that's the problem is you have to get out of your own way because you ain't going to – you're not going to be able to reach that, that – your maximum potential by always caring what people think about you and things like that. I mean, sometimes you can use that, you know, if you use it positively as motivation, you know, to push you, but like, begin, we're talking about feelings, you know, you have to get past that and what, what caring about what people think about you. Cause that shouldn't matter. You should care more what you think about yourself in order to push yourself to do things. Cause that way you take complete ownership of what you do in yourself. If you allow other people to influence you in that way, negatively or positively, sometimes, uh, that becomes a crutch. So you'd be stuck like Chuck if you're waiting on everybody to give you a, a boost or or even negatively, like I said, if you're waiting on that negative reinforcement to push you, then you, you got you to gotta push past that yourself because, like I said, complete ownership is where it's at. Like whenever you're doing it yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror, that has to learn. You have to learn to make that enough. Yeah, exactly. And 
So go, going into the, the, the fitness and the science aspect of it. Um, so one thing we learned in school that we probably forgot is a little tiny organism inside our body called mitochondria. Mm. Right. So my, right. mitochondria, for those that don't know, um, is basically the energy system of the body. Right. It's the powerhouse of the cells. It's what um, generates energy and generates power, right? Mm -hmm. It produces and helps use a power system or an energy system called ATP, which is androcine triphosphate. Okay. Ironically, the less you exercise, the less mitochondria you have in your body. Wow. Right? The more you exercise, Mm -hmm. the more mitochondria your body develops. So when people see those people that go to the gym, you know, three, four, five, six days a week, they're like, I really don't know how they do it. I can't do it. Well, you can't do it because you don't do it. Mm. So ironically, the less you work out, the less you want to work out. Wow. The more you work out, the more your body produces mitochondria, the more energy your body has, the more you want to work out. All right. So simply put, like, like uh, body emotion stays in motion. So like once you get moving, your body naturally produces more energy for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's a lot of people don't, don't, don't understand that. But like you, you, like you said it, everybody who goes to the gym multiple times a week, you know, and I can attest to myself, like imagine when you're on vacation, you're laying around, you know, you're not doing anything like you're tired, lethargic, you know, you can only do it for so long. At least I can. Like, I'm, and I know you're the same way. I can't just sit still like for days on end. Like I, I, I start jonesing, like mm-hmm. missing going to the gym and working out. Even now, like I got a broken hand, so I had to sit down for a little bit. But even if I just get up and go walk, you know, or do something, I have to get moving every day. Like, because your body, your body craves it, regardless of how you like, like you said, once you build that habit, your body craves it. they you you broke it down into the scientific method with the mitochondria and, and how your body produces more once you start moving. But people don't understand that once you build that habit, it, it automatically it, you push past the mental to do it physically. Your body is going to physically align with what you're doing and make sure that you have what you need in order to continue to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and one one thing I, I I'm reading a book. I've never been a big reader, and that's one of my one of my resolutions that it's February 26, and I'm still knocking away at it. Um, mm-hmm. is reading more. I've never been a big reader, um, but I know the more educated I am, the more I can help other people. Right. So I'm reading a book way, way, way behind the power curve on this one called the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay. Right. I've read that book. Yeah. yeah. Great, great book so far. And I'm actually taking my time intentionally because I want to ingest and understand what the book says i don't want to read the book just so the simple fact i can tell people yeah i've read that book right so i'm i'm taking it very very slowly in very small chunks a little bit each day um and i think one of the one of the key points that i've read so far is that you have to put first things first Mm -hmm. so what are you doing right now what are you doing today that's getting you towards your goal if you're not doing something that's going to progress you towards your goal, you're going away from your goal. There is no standing still. 
There's either moving towards your goal or you're getting further away from your goal. Mm. That's powerful. Right. And it, and it, and people ask me, you know, all right, what, what's the first thing I should do to get in shape? Right. Change small things at a time. Right. You drink five sodas a day. All right. Well, on January 1st, you don't need to stop drinking sodas. Mm-mm. On January 1st, you should replace one of those sodas with a bottle of water for the entire mm. month of January. Yeah, something that's sustainable. Right. Once that forced resolution becomes a habit, all right, now for February, we're drinking two bottles of water and three sodas a day. Because mm. when we change, when when your body is used to something and not very many people have the mental capacity and the mental discipline to stop doing something or start doing something cold Turkey. Right. Right. Um, I was writing a nutrition plan for this young lady and sent it to her. She looked it over. She asked some questions. We're good to go about seven days into it. She was like, I'm, I really need my coffee in the morning. I, I, you know, it's difficult. I'm used to it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When did I tell you to stop having your morning cup of coffee? Right. Right. You changed your diet somewhat drastically. Right. Mm-hmm. So add back in that cup of coffee. Right. Keep that habit. Right. We're changing little things at a time. Right. right. Small changes. Small changes over time produce larger results in the long run right exactly kind of like investing money compound interest over time right you know just a little bit there a little bit there and as you're chipping away you don't notice those small minute changes that's why even like i tell people all the time like uh with those things like like like, exactly what you said set small goals like once you knock that down then we'll add another thing you know add one more thing and then one more thing and then eventually you've already made that complete total change without making it un- uncomfortable for you in the sense where you can't do it, you know, because anybody can do those small changes uh, over time and then make it. But if they decide that they're going to just try to go, like you said, cold turkey doesn't, doesn't work for everybody. Some people are like that though. I mean, I've seen people that are built that way to where they have that, uh, that epiphany, their brain just clicks. They're like, I'm never going to do this again. And I-, I salute those people because like that is, that is, uh, that's superhuman almost. Yeah. Cause everybody can't do that. Agreed. By far. Yeah, everybody can't do that. Everybody don't have that, like, um, like that 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 delayed gratification. I should say, mm-hmm. like, if I do this now, I can get what I want. That what, because like, I remember one thing. Like I said, I read that book before. So, uh, like the step number two, you'll get to if you haven't yet. The be be with the end in mind. Like, what is my goal? So a lot of people don't understand, like, uh, that when they make those those momentary sacrifices, it's not even really a sacrifice. Like you're 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 getting to your end goal, but if you're willing to give up the instant gratification of what I want right now, but what I really want, that's what you have to have to have to maximize. Like that end reward has to be just as strong of a pull for you as that, that cookie that you want to eat right now, or instead of eating, you know, the, the meal prep that you made, or, you know, they brought pizza at lunch. Do I really want pizza? I might, but do I really want to look good for summertime in the long run? So I had to make those momentary choices on a day-to-day basis versus making the wrong choice and not getting to my ultimate goal in the end. Right. 
So let, let, let's take somebody that wants to lose weight for their for their New Year's resolution, right? Mm-hmm. So if I told you as a trainer, right, hey, right, New Year's resolution set, we got a workout plan in place, you're going to lose 67 pounds this year. Mm-hmm. Most people would be excited about that, right? If, right. If, if, right? if they have, let me back up, if their goal is to lose fat, right, fat percentage, Right. If I told somebody, hey, you're going to lose 67 pounds this year, they'd be excited about it. Right. Right. But take that same person. Right. Tell them, hey. Actually, 67 pounds this year is a little aggressive. We're going to bring that back down and we're only going to lose a little over a pound a week. Mm -hmm. But at the end of those 56 weeks, that's 67 pounds. Right. Right. So we're not trying to lose 67 pounds in in January and February. No. Right. I just want you to lose a little over a pound a week. So you take those, those two, that same person, two different numbers. One is astronomical in their mind. And they can't see that if we make small changes each week, that compounded interest, right is going mm-hmm. to pay dividends by the time they hit December 31st of 2019. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy to think of it like that, but it's it's so simple, but it's, it's radical at the same time. Because even though, like you said, it might be astronomical to think, it's just a little bit at a time. Right. Which adds up over time to make it, make it, make it, make it to be that big. Yeah. And I, I think, um, I think it, uh, one, one other point I want to bring up um, is that, Let's say like one of my New Year's resolutions was um, focusing more on mobility and flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't set a goal that said, hey, I'm going to do mobility and flexibility work every single day for 25 minutes. Mm. I said, I'm going to work harder on mobility and flexibility, right? So now we're in the fifth is. 57th day of the year right and i think i've missed maybe 14 days total since the beginning of the year right wow but that's yep. about 42 more days of mobility and flexibility that i've done this year than i did last year <laughs> see it's just those small small steps so so if we, if we fall off that resolution bandwagon hey I'm not going to drink soda the rest of my life. No soda 2019. All right. It's February 2nd. You go to a, a dinner party or, you know, a, an outing or event and you have a soda. Okay. You fell off the bandwagon. That doesn't mean that you have to quit. And now, now we're chugging sodas every morning at breakfast. No. Yeah. You got you to jump up. right back on. Right. Got to jump right back on instantly. Yeah, exactly. Don't beat yourself up. Like, like we talked about, like, you can't do that. Like, winning and losing is contagious, but people have to, like, not beat themselves over. Like I talked, you can't just beat yourself up over that one soda. Like, just because it happens, you know, once, don't make it a habit again, you know. Remember which, why you started and what you did. Remind yourself and then get back on it. Yeah, exactly. You got to just jump back on that horse because like, one lapse isn't going to – should not should not kill your overall goals period it should not you should be able to, to do that one thing and then after that you jump back on but people they beat themselves up over it instead a lot of times yep 
and then that's that's where we fall off and we stay off instead of getting right back to it. Yep. We got to learn how to synergize. That's what it boils down to. Get together. So you got people that are with you, like whenever you have these things or these goals that you're trying to accomplish. Like you said, you had the young lady who you were helping out and you were there to help remind her that you don't have to give up those things. We need that positive energy around us Mm -hmm. with these other people. Like you got to have accountability partner. That's what I tell people all the time. I need I need people in my life that are going to tell me, you know, the right thing and help push me towards my goals. Like like um, we come together with that positive energy, you know, with these goals in mind. And my goal might not necessarily be always the same thing as your goal, but we motivate each other and push each other to do the right thing, even when we don't feel like it, you know? Right. Exactly. That accountability partner. Yep, you need it. We all do. Exactly. So, all right, man. I think that you want to call it there for the night? Yeah, we could do that. Sounds good. Sounds good. And we'll see everybody next week. All right, guys. Till next time. Remember, do things every day to help yourself build on top of each other. I believe in you. I know, I know Robert believes in you. You can do it. You can make, you can accomplish your goals. This year is your year. Don't allow other people to, to dissuade you. Don't allow yourself to dissuade you because I believe in you and I know that you can do it. Maximize your potential. I couldn't say it any better. All right, brother. Till next time. All right, brother. Love you. Yep. Love you too. Bye.